A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Hi, everybody. Um, so today on the seat, I've got Nosi Paul Nube and Nosi Paul and I are going to be having a conversation um, around transitioning out of um, the workplace into business. And because she's, that's what she went through and she will give us some views of how she made those decisions and why she decided to take that route. Um, so anybody who's listening to us, um, please do all the things that people do. Follow us, um, share, um, comment, and, and give us some feedback of what you think of these conversations that we're having. And Nosipo, welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, so as you know, everybody on this platform, they introduce themselves. So please introduce yourself. Uh, okay, thank you. So, hi everyone. My name is Nosi Pongube. I am an entrepreneur um, that owns three different businesses. I own Soul Designs and Accessories, which does um, handmade, high quality handmade fashion accessories. I own Soul Vintage, which um, sells secondhand um, clothing. And then I own the Soul Stylist where I provide styling services and wardrobe. Oh, wow, that sounds very interesting. So I think let's start. When you were young, what is it that you thought you would do from a career perspective? <laughs> uh, that changed about, I think, three times. At some point, I wanted to be a choreographer. And that was after watching the movie Honey. So... Yeah, that was definitely not going to work out because I can't dance. Um, then I thought I would be in medicine because that's what my dad did. I really don't have any other reason apart from that. Then I thought I would be in marketing because that's what my mom did. But then, yeah, none of that kind of worked out. So I ended up um, going to the University of Pretoria where I studied investment management, which was also one of those things I stumbled upon. Mm -hmm. uh, and I eventually did that and then did my honors in financial management. Okay, so how do we... And what happened after your, your degree? Uh, I struggled to find a job. Um, I worked at the university for about three years at the asset management department. Uh, then I got uh, the opportunity to do an internship at Nestle. So I thought, okay, let me try that because that seemed to be in line with what I studied, it was a finance internship. Uh, then, yeah, that also just didn't, how can I put it? I don't know. Nothing came from it. I did the year and after the year I decided I think I just need to bow out of corporate. Um, I was getting a little tired and a little emotional 
from all the um, what what are the emails we regret to inform you mm-hmm. you know um it got a little it got a little match so yeah now i'm here and this seems to be working out so this is why i chose to go this route so if you if you reflect back and now that you're doing your business what do you think you were you were meant to do do you think the business is what you were meant to do you know they always talk about you were born to do something in life i i think so although i have days where i'm like i don't think i'm supposed to be doing this but if i'm not doing this then what am i supposed to be doing <laughs> so it i i don't know i think so i think so because it comes uh naturally it comes mm-hmm. a little easier uh than than most things than corporate i guess since that didn't seem to work out um i enjoy learning uh new skills which is something i think i just discovered about myself that i actually enjoy learning uh so that so the business I'm in now kind of satisfies that because it's every day I'm learning something new, whether it's a new bag or a new way to style something or how to make a reel and all these things that we are apparently supposed to be doing for our businesses, for Instagram and all these other things. So I think this is where I'm supposed to be. And I had a friend recently who who, who said to me, um, oh i'm looking at my bag and i was like oh okay what's wrong with it because like that was my first uh, reaction like why why are you looking at it Mm -hmm. um and she said no i'm just like wondering if you really made it and i was like yes (laughs) like i don't just say i make them but i you know and here i am buying them no i made it from scratch i was telling her no i made it from scratch i bought the pattern uh, but I made it from scratch. Yeah. So she's like, oh, no wonder God didn't give you a job in corporate. <laughs> well, I guess so. Because when I dropped off the bag by her, she was just like, I don't understand why you gave up so easily on corporate. Like, I just don't understand, you know, this bag making journey. So I guess this is what I was meant to do. And um, people seem to like the stuff I do. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think... We'll see. If this is not what I'm meant to do, maybe something else will come up. But but if you reflect back on your on your corporate journey, so you you had the one year internship, you had worked at the, at the university. What is it that you were expecting out of corporate that you were not finding? I think that's a good question because I actually don't have an answer to it. I don't think I had, I went in with any objectives. I just kind of expected it to work out because everything else in my life seemed to have worked out except for the part of me getting a job. Mm-hmm. So I kind of um, went to, I went to good schools. I went to a good university. I was passing and then I just kind of don't understand why I wasn't getting a job. Like, why is this a struggle when everything else seemed to come a little easier? So I think from that perspective, I went in without any defined goals or defined, this is what I'm expecting and this is how, this is what I'm going to do to get it. So Mm -hmm. I think I was kind of just roaming and expecting someone to tell me, this is what you should get out of this. 
mm-hmm. without having really thought of it for myself. Uh, so I don't know, but I just found, I, th- I feel like people were just busy and it was just like, we don't have time to take you under our wing to teach you things. Um, which, which is kind of tricky because you're there for the whole work experience. Uh, but there's, there wasn't anyone willing, I think in the team to really just be like, okay, I'm going to take you under my wing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to teach you whatever I do. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, then you navigate that. So, f- for example, if the account payable person said, I'm going to take you under my wing, maybe I'll then just end up in accounts payable. Who knows? And maybe I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think from that perspective, there wasn't anyone who was willing to kind of step up. But also I was, I don't think I pushed enough. I was kind of just like, Okay, I'm getting the stipend, and when this thing is done, I think I'm okay. Mm, yeah, but do you think you do you think um, corporate then should have um, structured internship programs? Because if you're coming in as an intern, isn't this supposed to be like a a, a structured um, program that says this is you're coming in by the end of the program this is what you should have learned and this is the process that should be followed yeah i think so i mean certain departments had that so Mm. there are certain departments where people went in and they thrived and they are still there Mm. um from from that internship so i think it also just depended on the person who was running your department were they willing to to teach you and to and to put in place a structured program um they i think it was their first time they were taking an internship in in interns yeah so i don't know if from that perspective because it was part of the 100 year celebration thing so i don't know if that was just like a thing they did and then it was just kind of like we're just doing it for the sake of doing it. I don't know, but mm. I mean, their graduate program is pretty structured. So I don't know why they kind of didn't structure their internship in a similar manner. Oh, okay, okay. But I think that's I think that's an interesting view of the programs are there, but they're not aligned to a certain point, and and they don't have the same structure. Because whether it's a graduate program or an internship program, I would believe that then it needs to be clear on what needs to happen and how to achieve. So, so take us through a little bit of, so how did you get into starting your own business? Uh, so that, yeah, so that started uh, with handmade shoes. Um, that's how the journey kind of began. Um, my mom met a guy who was selling these handmade shoes that were made out of um, African print. Mm-hmm. And from there, we started with that. And then we kind of started adding um, other items or bags that would match the shoes or bangle that would match the shoes. Uh, then, yeah, after a while, it just became a thing. Like I, I started learning how to make different things. Um, I had a, an uncle who asked for a laptop bag and never made bags in my life. So that's where YouTube and Pinterest are my saving grace. And I call them my best friends because 
they literally just taught me everything I kind of know about the things I know about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how that all started. I don't know. It was just like, I, st- I always say I kind of stumbled upon it. And it seems like I just kind of stumbled upon things because I stumbled upon my degree. I had no idea what investment management was. And I just found myself there. So that's how that um, kind of started. Uh, now I'm I'm into bags and that's kind of where my focus is at the moment. Uh, if that changes in maybe a year or two, then it changes. Then I just kind of keep learning and finding the the thing that fits and that, that feels right. I think I'm always chasing. I don't know if I found it yet, but bags for now seem to be the thing I enjoy doing. So, but if we're being realistic um you are doing the bulk of the work right you are manufacturing yes yeah but how how do you then see yourself scaling the business um because it i think it's all about what you're interested in at that particular point in time mm. um so what if something is selling but now you're not interested in manufacturing it anymore what happens I have no idea and someone recently told me to get out of founder syndrome because I think that's where um, they say that's where entrepreneurs kind of get stuck uh, where it's all about what I want and me 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 and this is how I run my business Um, but it's not sustainable Mm. so uh, the plan is you know to find someone who would do the manufacturing because I'm I am finding that I really do need the help and also just for the days where you're just feeling um not motivated you just need to know that the work is getting done Mm. because if you're not feeling up for it then everything is kind of at a standstill which doesn't help because the orders are waiting people are waiting for their stuff uh, so I'm I'm hoping to maybe start off with just one person, maybe on a part-time basis, uh, and see how that goes. Uh, but also my I think I'm thinking too much about the fact that I want to pay someone well. Uh, so I I'm, I'm kind I kind of need to look at how can I pay them? Can I pay them per bag? And if they come that week and they make one bag, then I kind of just pay them for the one bag they made. Or how to structure that, but that's that's like a totally different discussion. Um, so yeah, in the long run, I will have to get someone. I think I'll start off with one person, um, part time basis, since I've never actually managed anyone. So we'll see how that goes from there. But can't you outsource the function? I could, uh, and I think. It's something I haven't really looked into, but I think there it always kind of comes. You just think of quantities because I don't necessarily want to be a 200 um, quantity business, but I also don't want to be like a 10. So I don't know where I find like the sweet spot in terms of the number of quantities. Yes, they are manufacturers i'm hoping that take on small businesses that want small quantities uh i don't know and 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 what's the logic behind wanting small quantities a sense of exclusivity 
and being able to change just small things on each on each bag so that each bag is different from the last one that you made that's what i've been doing and people seem to like the idea that my bag has green straps when the other one had mustard straps but they essentially kind of look the same oh okay so there's the uniqueness that that comes with the offering yes so that's what i'm hoping to keep and i think you'd kind of lose that in a if i'm not in a mass yeah in in a mass manufacturing space so if i can find a a um manufacturer that does allow small quantities then that's something i could definitely look into at the end of the day if i can just get help that's all i need and just then be able to focus on the business aspect of the business because apparently it's supposed to be 90 percent business and 10 percent what you actually do okay so at the moment you you are getting stuck in in making sure that you're doing the stuff and you're running the business and making and and so you're doing sales and marketing and everything else that comes with it yes 100%. and and manufacturing at the same time at the same time but then you end up focusing more on manufacturing because that's where your money is coming in in a sense um people want the bags so you need to make the bags but then there's the other side where you're supposed to be marketing to get the people the sales yeah. that are supposed to you know have you manufacturing something yeah um so it's it's like a juggle of you like the manufacturer marketing person sales person advertising person deliverer packager quality assurance you're like everything in one mm. um so that kind of gets a little match but i think if you kind of love what you do you kind of don't mind those things it's just maybe about time management and um having days where you do the business stuff and having days where you manufacture i don't know kind of having to find the balance and the sweet spot of that okay so in your head where do you what what is your vision so you've been running this business, you've changed product along the way, but at the core of what I'm hearing is it's all about um, quality um, offering, handmade offering, um, depending on what the fashion accessory is that you're, you're doing. But now you're also focusing, in our conversation now, we're just focusing on the on the soul design element. What's happening with the soul you said soul vintage and the styling and the styling so businesses. The, the soul vintage business started because I, in my head, I thought I want to, I'm going to do soul vintage to take that money to feed back into soul designs. But mm-hmm. then soul vintage kind of just took its own direction and it had its own people. Um, it had its own sort of attention. It built its own community. Mm-hmm. So then it felt like, okay, it kind of needs, it, it, it's viable as a, just a standalone business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then the, the soul stylist part came when I met uh, a photographer at a market that I went to and he wanted me to supply him with wardrobe. So that's how that came about. So soul vintage then was providing wardrobe 
to what you would say are the soul stylist clients. Yeah. Um, so I just opened up that page so that it, it, it showcases all the shoots that we've done, whether it's with um, soul vintage clothes or soul designs, accessories, or outsourcing from other businesses. Okay. So that's what the soul stylist page is for. Okay. So what have what have been your biggest challenges in in trying to maneuver the industry per se? Uh you I think you it's the sense of that you don't have a community. Um you don't have for the longest time I guess I didn't have people that I could bounce off ideas on that understood what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's just that where you just kind of feel a little lonely. Like you don't have colleagues. You don't get to go to work and like chat to people and whatever. Yeah. Um so now at least I've made a few friends uh from social media who are in the industry, understand the industry, and now I'm able to bounce off ideas off them and they bounce off me and then we kind of chat mm. um uh, other challenges i think like financial management cash flow management yeah, and honors financial management student yeah i know that <laughs> all of that does not exist in my head like i really feel like i was just studying to pass and then i walk out the exam room and it's like out the brain um and it's weird because you think that I would be on top of those type of things. Definitely not. The creative side has just swallowed me up. Um, mm. So there's that aspect of uh, having to manage your finances, having to manage your cash flow, realizing that you're underpricing and you're making a loss. Mm. <laughs> and now trying to navigate how do I increase my prices so that I'm making a profit and this whole thing makes sense. Mm. Um, so there's that where you don't necessarily know how to price. Like, how do you price a little square? Mm. Um, you know, in a sense. But those are, yeah, we're learning along the way. So there's a lot of lessons that come from the challenges, at least. Um, what else? Uh, the industry has people who are not quality conscious. And I think that's my uh like an issue for me because mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm very i'm 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 about quality my family laughs at me because i strip people's bags that they buy and i'm like why is the stitching skew <laughs> why is this stitching uneven and it like stresses me out because those are the things that keep me up at night when i've made a bag and i'm just like this is not the best i can do i like freak out but, but then, but, I had but to then think. sorry, just to cut you. So don't you think then if quality is your thing, then your price really should be quite high because you are spending the time making sure that the stitch is not skew, making sure that um, the cutting is perfect and all that. No, 100%. So I think it's like, um, you know, like where I started off, my prices were always seen as reasonable. Mm-hmm. so now it's like it feels a little weird to now okay now you're into bags and now you're charging us 1500 for a bag when you were charging us 250 for a pump like yes it's two different products products which, which are not which, comparable which are not comparable 
but now you're trying to think oh, they, you don't want people to bag you ah, now she's expensive but, but also maybe you're they're like, not, they're not may, your target yeah, market. 100%. So then it goes back to target market. Do you even know your target market? Um, do you, are you appealing to the right people? And I think I am now. I think the people that like my bags just like my bags and they like the work that I put out. So I think I could push the price because I'm pretty sure people are shocked and I'm like, the price is the price. And then they're like, oh, Oh, God, I can afford. <laughs> so they expected more. So, yes, I think some people do expect more. So mm. that's something that I'm going to be looking into increasing the prices because it really doesn't make sense to be like making a menial profit when I spend the amount of time that I personally spend. Yeah. And it's probably a me thing. So I was asking myself the other day if my perfectionism is holding me back in a sense. Because there's people who are making bags and they're just like, oh, this stitch is cute. Ah, we find just packages it, you know, mm. if majority of the bag looks decent enough. Yeah. Um, most people are probably not going to scrutinize the stitching because they couldn't care less. Can the bag carry the clothes I needed to carry? Yes. That's all they need. Yeah. So... Um, so those are the things that, uh, I'm, I'm yet to figure out and it's all just a journey and it's a constant journey. One minute you think you figured it out, then someone says something or you read something, you're like, oh, wait, I need to think about that now. Yeah. yeah. But, but where do you, what is your, what is your vision? Like where, where do you see yourself? Like, I think in the fashion industries, there's, there's the Louis Vuittons of the world and the Gucci's and the whatever's, those big brands. Like, where, what, what is your vision? So, at, at this moment, my vision is to open, I think I want to open a, a, a handmade or ha- like a craft academy of some kind. So, like yeah. a school. Yeah. Um, that will teach the things that I know um, and maybe get other people to teach things that they know. Okay. Um, then have sole designs as the business that puts out those students' work. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so from that school, you would have a established business that you then would be selling in so i think at this point in time that's the vision um and yeah but i think the 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 teaching part of it is something i really want to do because i never thought that my hands could do the things that they can do and i think it would be cool for other people to discover that their hands actually can provide for them and can make beautiful things yeah so you literally taught yourself all the things that you're doing. Uh, yeah. So when I started, I think I went for like two sewing lessons with the lady uh, who taught me how to make a pencil skirt that I never actually finished. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, then I went for a beginner sewing class, hoping that they were going to teach me uh, pattern making for clothes. And then I got there and it was more like they provide the pattern and then you sew. So it was beneficial in the sense that you learn how to make certain things. But I didn't really get what I had wanted to learn, which was how to pattern make. Mm. Um, So the rest, the bags, the ponchos, the 
what else have I learned how to make the oven gloves and the ties and I, yeah all those things I've, I've, I'm self-taught from YouTube and Pinterest and a lot of Google oh wow but that sounds interesting okay so so where what's the next step in in all these things that you think you're you're juggling what what is what is the short term i know i've spoken about the longer term goal which is the school that you want mm. to do and and but in in the next two years what do you see uh in the next two years see i see at least two employees i see a work space um you know get out of my mother's house and messing up her carpets with my <laughs> threads um i see i see a community that supports soul designs and you know they they look forward to whatever new thing we're going to be dropping they look forward to um designing their own bags in a sense or their own items because i give i give my customers the opportunity to say no please change this color or please change how you've put this bag together i like the colors but please make my straps green from yeah, red or yeah, whatever yeah. yeah so that customization part i think i enjoy seeing them tell me what to do and i bring it to life but i'm seeing employees and i'm seeing a workspace in 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 the next two years and i'm seeing industrial machines that's what i'm seeing also okay okay no that's great um so where do people find you on social media so uh soul designs is on instagram at soul designs and accessories or one word uh soul vintage is also on instagram at soul underscore vintage underscore and uh the soul stylist is at the soul stylist underscore uh also on facebook you can find soul designs and accessories i think you can search it using at soul designs and accessories za mm -hmm. and uh soul vintage is at soul vintage za on okay. facebook okay so if there was one thing that you wanted somebody to take out of this conversation, what's that? Uh, don't be afraid to learn. I think that for me is like, you want to do it, find a place where you can try it out and see if you actually really enjoyed it. Uh, I went for a mat making course. I wanted to try it out, discovered that I'm definitely not sitting for that many hours and days to make a mat yeah like, it's not for me mm -hmm. um so i think just don't be afraid to learn and try things out go for like workshops the one day workshops and just try it out and if it's not for you then it's not for you and now you know you'll never have to be guessing yeah so the takeout is basically try it out learn and if you enjoy it continue doing it and you might make money out of it uh yeah exactly i think that's 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 all i'm kind of learning on this journey that learning is never ends you must just embrace it um and just try things out just try things out cool um thanks for taking the time to speak to us and good luck and we wish you all the best and if we check up on you in two years we hope to see 
the studio mm. we hope to see employees mm. we hope to see yes. this manufacturing yes, yes. um space where you're doing and i think i think there's something cool about customizing anything mm. and just giving people a sense of even if I've got the same bag as you, but mine is different. Yes. And, and, and mine is about me and my personality. Yes. And that's not something that you, you usually find out there because there will be people, most manufacturers will be making mass, mass production. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out and I will see you again next week.